Can God change your life in just 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan Bernis, and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. Join me for Jewish Voice, and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end-time plan. Find out how on Jewish Voice. Jonathan Burnus leads an organization called Jewish Voice Ministries International that reaches the scattered tribes of Jewish people around the world. Throughout history, the Jewish people have been driven out of Israel to many parts of the world. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has provided humanitarian aid in many countries that have communities of Jewish people while proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Savior and Messiah to the Jew first and also to the nations. Jewish Voice has demonstrated God's love by providing medical care, eye care, and dental care all free of charge to some of the most impoverished people in the world. Those who partner with Jewish Voice Ministries International join us in transforming lives and sharing God's love with those who most desperately need it. And now, here's Jonathan Burnus. I love the shofar, don't you? It reminds me of the promise in scripture that the day will come when that last trump will sound. Let's have ears to hear it, huh? Oh boy, that's what a day that's going to be when that last trump in heaven sounds, the heavenly shofar. There's one of these in heaven. I don't know exactly what it looks like or exactly how it sounds, but we will recognize it from this instrument, the blowing of the shofar. I just love it. Well, today, I want to go back to the, not to the very beginning, because I'm not going to go back as far as Adam and Eve, but I want to go back to the beginning of the Jewish people. Where did the Jewish people come from? What were the Jewish people called to accomplish in God's plan? And what relevance does that call have to us in Messiah? And the answer is everything, everything. So I'm going to take you back to Genesis chapter 12, and you can follow along with me. Genesis chapter 12 is where we learn about someone whose name is not Abraham, but Abram. He's yet to go through a name change. And God, we're not told how, we're not told why, but we are told that God speaks to this man named Abram, and he calls him into service. He calls him with a destiny. He gives Abraham a purpose and he gives Abraham a challenge. He makes a demand on Abraham. Let's go back there together and take a look. Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, we read that the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, leave your people, and leave your father's household and go to a land that I will show you. Now, let me stop there. And mention that when I read of Abraham in the Hebrews 11 Hall of Faith, it's the Hall of Faith fame, right? The great cloud of witnesses that have earned a place 
of great, great stature and honor in God's kingdom because they were men and women of faith. And Abraham is at the top of that list. And I want you to see why. Abram somehow has a revelation of the one true God. He's not yet the God of Abraham. He's not yet the God of Israel. It's before all that. And he says, I want you to leave everything behind. I want you to walk away from your father's household. I want you to walk away from your country and go to a land that I will show you. I think we learn probably more about God in this scripture than about Abraham. We learn that God makes demands. That we're saved by grace through faith, not of works. That it's a free gift, but when we enter into that free gift, God wants everything from us. We die to self. It's no longer us that are alive, but it's now Messiah, Christ, who lives in us. Nothing that we can do will earn us salvation, but then God wants nothing short of everything. Think about that. Is that true? Nothing short of everything. And whenever I hear a simple gospel, a just pray and you don't have to do anything else, you don't have to be concerned about anything else, it's just by grace you can live any way you want, my first thought is that's not what this book teaches. From the very beginning, God says to Abram, leave it all behind because I've got a destiny for you. I've got a purpose for your life. Whether he had a vision of God, whether he had a visit from the pre-incarnate Yeshua, whether he just heard a voice, somehow God revealed himself to Avram. For 38 years now, I've been walking with God, not because I just have this hope or this distant faith that somehow, someway, this is all true, and so I'm religious, but for 38 years now, I've been walking with God because God revealed himself to me. And I came to a place where I knew that I knew that I knew that he was real and that he, I was called to serve him. Two questions that every one of us have to answer in this life. Why am I here? Why am I here? What's my purpose in life? And what's next? What's going to happen to me after I die? I've been to many countries and been, had the privilege of teaching and sharing the gospel. Those two questions are the same two questions that every human being has to deal with. And Avram was no exception. The rabbis tell us that Avram was part of a family business. We know he grew up in Ur of the Chaldees. We know from history that uh, they were idolaters, that they worshiped many gods. And according to Jewish literature, Abram was part of a family business fashioning and selling idols. His family owned an idol shop. Yeah, and he was probably well-to-do. He was the inherit, going to be the inheritor of his father's business. This is what the rabbis teach, which really makes the story all that more exciting and, and the story all that more challenging that Abram, now faced with the revelation of God, has to walk away from everything that he's taught. He has to walk away from the family business. Boy, if you're Jewish, that's a hard one leaving behind the family business. Can you imagine the stand 
that he had to take by declaring to an idolatrous community, there's only one God. Talk about going against the status quo. Talk about being called to do something completely different for God, to take the road less traveled, and yet that's what Abram chooses to do. And so when I see him in the Hall of Fame in Hebrews 11, he belongs there, my friend. He belongs there. Hey, we're exploring powerful revelations in God's Word today, and I'll continue in a moment. But first, I have something I want to offer you, this beautiful plaque. And by the way, this just came out. It's Genesis 12:3. I'll bless those who bless you. And it will always remind you to be a blessing to Israel and the Jewish people. I want to sow this into your life as you share with our ministry. It's also a working chalkboard so you can keep little notes on it. I want to send you one to thank you for helping us reach the Jewish people worldwide with the gospel. Call or go online and get yours right now. We'll be right back. Call now to get your wall plaque showing the Genesis 12-3 design with your gift of $40 or more. It reminds you to always bless Israel. And it's a working chalkboard to keep your notes on. Jewish Voice Ministries International has ongoing outreaches to Jewish people worldwide. And your gift makes an important difference. This gift is our thanks to you for your help. So call the number on the screen or go to the website shown. I'm looking back at where it all began. Where did the Jewish people come from? Where did Christianity come out of? And it goes back to Genesis 12, the call of a man named Abram. You know what? If Abram hadn't been obedient to God's call, there never would have been a Messiah. There never would have been a Jewish people. Even the Muslims trace their heritage back to Father Abram. And it's all found in Genesis chapter 12. When God calls Abram, out of the land of Ur of the Chaldees. I shared earlier that this was an idolatrous community that according to the rabbis, Abram and his family owned an idol shop. And yet in the midst of idolatry, God reveals himself to Abram and says, leave it all behind. You wanna talk about a hard road, Abram now has to deal with his parents and tell them he's leaving. He has to go against the faith of his fathers, the faith of his community. That's what we're called to do. When we embrace Yeshua, when we're born again, we become a new creation. The old is passed away. We're told all things become new and we're no longer citizens of this world. Okay? We're in the world, but we're no longer of the world. And sometimes we have to make those hard choices. Sometimes we have to make that hard proclamation, even when people think we're crazy, even when people get angry, even when we're rejected by our own family. Maybe you've been rejected by your own family for your faith. You're in good company. That's what happened to Abram. God says, I want you to leave it all behind. Why? Because he now had the revelation of the one true God, and he could do nothing else. Once you know, you know. 38 years ago, God revealed himself to me. I didn't have a vision. I didn't have any uh, uh, visible, open experience with the Lord where I saw the Lord with my eyes, but I knew 
that God was real, and I knew that I was separated from him. As I, as I heard the words of Romans in a Bible study, and I prayed a simple prayer, a prayer that I tried to forget, but something had changed in my heart. I was born again. And as I read the scriptures and the Lord spoke to me, I knew that I couldn't turn back to my old life. I knew that the plans and ambitions and goals that I had for my own life had to change because I knew my destiny. I knew why I was put on this earth and it was to serve God. And when you know that, you can do nothing else. When you've had that encounter with God, it's like the anchor of your soul. It anchors you. It's the bedrock for your faith so that when you are tempted to go astray, when things get difficult, you can look back on that moment and say, I know this is real. Paul on the road to Damascus had that kind of experience. Peter and James and John and Andrew had that kind of experience when Yeshua came to them and said, come with me and I will make you fishers of men. They could not turn back. And regardless of how tough it got in the months and years that followed, and it did get tough, they had nowhere else to go because they were bondservants for God, because God had revealed his purpose and destiny for their lives. I don't know what kind of challenge you're going through. I don't know what kind of rejection you're experiencing. I don't know what you're facing now, but I know this. God changed your life, and you need to go back and remember that anchor when God changed your life and keep pressing on. That's what happened to Abram, and he had no choice but to go because his life was never the same after he saw who God was. After his God, the God of creation, revealed himself to Avram. And then he says this in Genesis 12. He says after he, he gives him this demand to leave his people, his country, his father's household, he then says, and go to a land that I will show you. I remember pastoring in Rochester, New York, and after nine years, I had returned from a trip to Russia, or was returning from a trip to Russia, and God spoke to me on an airplane and said, I want you to move to Russia. Now, it's one thing to go there on missions trips, but to move after you've established a congregation, nine years of work, and, and, and built a home, and everything's going well is completely different. And I have to tell you that I, would, I, 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 I resisted. I'd love to tell you that I said yes, sir, happily, and sold my home and gave away my washing, washing machine and dryer, and I'm going to Russia. It was a real challenge. It, it was a transformation of my way of life. It was frightening. But God is saying to Abram, not just go to this place, but go to a land that I will show you. At least I knew where I was going. At least I could pack up the bags and tell the shipper, write the address to, for the shipper. That was hard enough. But no, Avram is called to go to a land that God would progressively lead him to. I want you to think about this for our faith this morning. Think about this. What a demand. Every morning, Avram has to wake up and say, Lord, which way today? Which way do I go today?
That's faith. And that's how this walk is supposed to work, isn't it? We're born again. We come into the revelation that God has a destiny for our life. But then it's about learning to hear his voice, learning to be led by him, waking up in the morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. His mercies are new every morning. Lord, what do you have for me today? What way do you have for me today? And Avram is the one that I can look to and say, if God expected that of him, how much more of me with Messiah living in me? Oh, I love the story of Avram. I have so much more to share, but right now I'm going to pause for a moment to share something special with you. I want to give you an opportunity to get that very verse to hang in your home. I will bless those who bless you. This is a unique uh, plaque. It's actually a chalkboard. You can write on it, and it's our way of saying thank you for helping us to reach the Jewish people worldwide with medical care, dental care, eye care, but most importantly, the gospel. So please call or go online and get yours right now. Call now to get your wall plaque showing the Genesis 12-3 design with your gift of $40 or more. It reminds you to always bless Israel. And it's a working chalkboard to keep your notes on. Jewish Voice Ministries International has ongoing outreaches to Jewish people worldwide, and your gift makes an important difference. This gift is our thanks to you for your help. So call the number on the screen or go to the website shown. Well, we're looking at the life of Avram today, whose destiny is to become Avraham, Abraham, the father of many nations. Thank God that he was faithful. And we have the father of the Jewish people, the one who brings through his loins the Messiah as a blessing to all families. Even the Muslims look to him as Father Abraham. Aren't you glad he was faithful? Aren't you glad he was obedient? What a great man of faith. He responded to the demands of God to leave everything behind, to trust God day by day by day and ask God which way today because God told him that he would bring him to a land that he would show him. What a great message for us on dependence on God. And I'll tell you honestly, I don't depend enough on God. I want to, but it's so hard, especially when you get into the groove and you know how to do it yourself. But God is looking for a people that are totally dependent on him. You know what I remind myself of as often as I think of it? Unless the Lord build the house, those who labor, labor in vain. And how do we let the Lord build the house? By letting him direct us. Right? It's not by our might. It's not by our power, but it's by God's spirit. He wants to cultivate in us, as he did in Avram, ears that hear his voice, that depend on his direction. You know, I depend on my GPS to get somewhere when I don't know how to get there. In the same way, do we depend on God who is dwelling in the heavenlies, who in the same way can tri triangulate on us and say, go left, go right, to get to the expected destination that he has for us. 
That's how I want to be led. Something else I think about with Abraham, who's willing to step out and leave everything behind. He took the risk to leave behind that which was familiar and comfortable and easy. And he takes the harder road. And as I read scripture and I see God doing great exploits through human beings, normal people doing extraordinary things for God, I can't help but see that risk is involved. Maybe you're facing a situation and it involves lots of risk and you are risk adverse. Welcome to the club, right? Most of us are risk adverse. But how about this one? You cannot discover new oceans unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. A calm sea does not produce a skilled sailor. Peter had to step out of the boat to walk on water. A ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are designed for, right? And how about this one? If no one ever took risks, Michelangelo would have painted the Sistine floor. <laughs> I thought that was a cute one. Can you imagine? Oh, I hate heights. <laughs> I hate heights, but I'll get this done. We are designed to take risks. Because faith involves taking risks. And Avram took the risk of trusting God. Faith isn't faith without a willingness to take risks. And I believe that's an encouragement for someone watching right now. You have a great opportunity you're facing but it's going to take you stepping out of that boat to truly trust the Lord. May I encourage you, step out of the boat today. May I encourage you, step out of the boat. Sometimes that risk is as simple or straightforward as sharing with the person on the airplane or the bus next to me. Because I feel this sense that God wants to touch them. But it's a risk. The easy way is just to keep to myself. It's a risk to lay hands on people and to command the sickness to go because it may not go. But it's an amazing thing to take that risk and to see them healed, isn't it? Take the risk. Take the risk. Avram took the risk. And boy, did it pay off, didn't it? Let me read on. So God tells this man, Avram, to leave everything behind and go to a land that he would show him. And then here's the promise that follows in verse 2. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. You know, I thought about that so many times and I've come to the realization that there is a biblical principle in here. A very simple one. And here it is. Everything God blesses you with, he has someone else in mind. Amen. Think about that one. Everything God gives you, he gives with someone else in mind.
You want to know the difference between selfishness and selflessness? Everything God gives you, it's to be a conduit of blessing to others. Isn't that good? Don't miss that one at home. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Whoever curses you, I will curse. Whoever blesses you, I will bless. And here's the one I love. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Think of the ramifications of this. Avram, if you'll take a risk, if you'll trust me, if you'll leave everything behind, you'll be ridiculed, you'll be persecuted, you'll go through hardship. You'll have to trust me, but in the end, all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. And I want to suggest to you that you have a destiny like Abraham that no one else can fulfill. And that in some way, in some measure, somehow, that if you'll be obedient, God will bless the world through you. Even if it's through one person, even if it's through a son or daughter or spouse or grandchild. That act of obedience, that willingness to serve him, that one step of faith where you take the risk and pray for somebody can change the whole world. I love what the rabbis say, and I'll finish with this, that he who changes one life, it's as if they've changed the world. Think about it. Think about the destiny that God has entrusted with you today. If you know there is no turning back, like Abraham, follow God and be a blessing. Even if it fits to the one, be a blessing to the world. Well, today we've looked into a remarkable truth from God's word that will deepen you in your walk with him. A promise that God gave to Abraham that he would bless those who bless the people of Israel. I want this to be a constant reminder to you to follow in the footsteps of Abraham and to always be a blessing to the Jewish people. I want to get one of these beautiful wall plaques into your hands as you sow into this ministry. It's a powerful declaration of Genesis 12:3. And it will serve as a reminder of that promise. It's also a real chalkboard. It's our way of saying thank you for helping share the vision of Jewish voice to go around the world and proclaim the gospel to the Jew first. So call or go online and get one now. Call now to get your wall plaque showing the Genesis 12-3 design with your gift of $40 or more. It reminds you to always bless Israel and it's a working chalkboard to keep your notes on. Jewish Voice Ministries International has ongoing outreaches to Jewish people worldwide, and your gift makes an important difference. This gift is our thanks to you for your help. So call the number on the screen or go to the website shown. Don't miss the Jewish Voice 2019 Israel Tour. You'll walk the ancient streets where Yeshua walked, 
You'll learn from Jonathan Burnus as he shares teachings at historic sites like the Old City of Jerusalem and other inspiring locations throughout Israel. You'll also enjoy your choice of four or five-star accommodations, make new friends, savor some of Israel's most delectable foods, and experience memorable adventures, such as being baptized in the River Jordan or renewing your wedding vows aboard a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Here's a special message from Jonathan. I want to personally invite you to join me and my family in Israel. It will change your life and you will never read the Bible the same again. For more information, call 800-299-9374 or go to jewishvoice.tv slash Israel. Again, 800-299-9374 or jewishvoice.tv slash Israel.